0: Broadcasting from a location somewhere in the vicinity of Wrigley Field, it's Mike and Mark Love the Cubs, with Mike Maloney and Mark Rosendahl, and here's Mike and Mark! Hello and welcome to yet another edition of Mike and Mark Love the Cubs. I'm Mike. I'm Mark. And, and we, love we love the Cubs. Cubs.
1: Yes, Mark. Mike. How are you? I'm great, Mike. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. We're talking Cubs baseball right now. That's right. We're sipping on some old style. Only the best. We're,
0: we're, living, uh, we're living our best life right now, Mark. Uh, you might even say, in the words of Steve Winwood, we are back in the high life again. I would say that. Yes, yes it is given, definitely
1: something give, you would say. Yeah, given a redo, definitely would say yeah, that. Sure, totally, sure. totally, definitely on board. Oh man, Mark. Mike. Last time we talked, we were together. We were, we were amped up. We were Oops. excited. It was the start to the Cubs baseball season. We were all aboard uh, the we, hype train. We correctly predicted the score of the first Cubs game. I believe it was uh, like 256 to zero. Absolutely um, correct. At, don't look that up. Yeah, don't look that up. We, we were absolutely correct on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Things were, uh, things were, we were excited. It was new baseball season. And we have now gotten about about two and a half weeks in the books of Cubs baseball. And. Um, things are. How, looking, how's your excitement looking right now? Uh, I would say. Eh.
0: Right. Like it's still an upward inflected. Eh. Eh. Like it's definitely not a. Eh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I see but where like, you're at. There's still potential, but right now things don't look great. Uh, the Cubbies right now are sitting at seven and eight. So just below 500. Yeah. Uh, they seem to be having the same issues they had last year, uh, in the first half of the season, i.e. the pitchers, uh, forgetting how to play baseball. Yep. And the hitters only intermittently remembering how to play baseball. Very
1: intermittently. Yes. Yes, absolutely.
0: And if anyone's on base, forget
1: about it. No, 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 no. They've never played before. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) They just start, actually, they just start uh they just cry yes they see these people on base they cry they wet their pants everybody laughs at them Mm -hmm. and then they get real embarrassed and just go straight to the dugout that's why so many games have been postponed
0: mike yeah the dirt's too wet yeah because they just keep peeing themselves yeah i know that's i mean yeah it's been a rough start it's been a rough go yeah uh but that's all right uh we're gonna jump right in here uh start off with uh, uh, our MVP and LVP as we do, yep, uh, and then we'll kind of do a recap of what we're doing. But first things first, MVP Mike, yes, let's start positive.
1: Oh, we're gonna we're gonna start high on that on that mountain of happiness. That's right. Just cling on to that train of
0: positivity. Just gonna climb the uh, Kilimanjaro as it rises like Olympus yes. above the Serengeti. We're, that we're, is baseball season.
1: Yeah, you know I. Will always love a good Toto reference. Thank you so much. Hey. No problem. Yeah, I do what I can. Yeah. I was gonna it's fine. That was perfect. Yeah,
0: hold that line, Mike. Ooh. Hold the line.
1: <laughs> that was good. I'm all flustered now. Anyways, let's get into our MVPs of the last of the last little bit. Uh I guess I will start. That's what you were introducing. I have a I have an M V P and I would say like a diet MVP. Oh. Okay. Sure. Well, are you accepting? MVP and MVP light. Yes, absolutely. Are you, are you accepting of a twofer today, Mike? I am more than accepting okay, for a twofer, Mike. My-, my first MVP, the main MVP that I would like to go with. I was tussling. MVP senior. Yes. I was tussling back and forth. I got to go with not just one player. Oh. With a collective of players. So like two? No. Three. You can say more. I don't, I don't know how many are, are, in, are in this group specifically. Oh, sure. Gotcha. Uh, so you could keep saying numbers, and I uh, I could can, I don't know that I would... I'm going to say 78. 78. That's okay, probably perfect. Good. The Cubs bullpen yes. to start the season so far is my uh, MVP of the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, Mark, this was a big question mark coming into the season that we talked about. Sure. Um, There's a lot of unknowns, you know, a lot of new additions that uh, Joe Maddon was going to have to figure out, you know, uh, with some old faces, you know, our Mike Montgomery's, our... Ryan Dunsing's, um, uh, our, our Pedro Strokes, Carl Edwards Jr.'s, absolutely, um, and then you know our new faces of Brandon Morrow and Steve Shushushu. Steve Shushushu. Um, but I have to say, I am I am so impressed. A lot of our guys look really good, sure. um, and they are picking up the slack right now because, like you had mentioned, all of our starting pitcher, uh, all of our starting pitchers have just forgotten how to play baseball.
0: Correct, yeah. The bullpen right now is hoisted up the starting rotation onto its shoulders and is fireman carrying it through the obstacle course that is the first part of this Major League Baseball season.
1: Totally. Uh, And I'm looking here between Brian Dunsing, Brandon Morrow, Steve Shushush, and Carl Edwards. uh, Between those four guys, they have collectively only uh, accounted for two earned runs. Throughout the entire part of the season, that's like that crazy. Is, that is great efficiency and, and something that you love to see. You know, you have a guy like Eddie Butler who came in and basically pitched an entire start when we were playing against the Marlins. And, uh, that, and that insane and that marathon, insane marathon, marathon game. game. He came in and and was was uh, granted he's playing against a T ball team, but sure. like he he looked great. Mike Seven Mo- innings. Yeah, Mike Montgomery came has come in and looked really good in some spots. Um. The only person that I would maybe exclude from all of this is Pedro Strope. Of course. I, uh, Mark, I, can you answer this? I just don't understand how, at this point, Joe Madden has so much faith in him.
0: Well, Pedro Strope has an irrational confidence. Okay. It's not a confidence that's earned. It is a confidence that only he believes in. And somehow it's so potent and powerful, it emanates off him like a vapor. Yes. And I believe Joe Mann is just too close, and it's sort of in, he's inhaling this vapor. Yes. And kind of having his judgment clouded.
1: Yes. And here's what I would say. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll recognize that my judgment's a little clouded right now, of course. too. Um, we were recording this the day after the Cubs lost 5-3 uh, to three to the Cardinals. They were down 2-1. to one. Pedro Strop comes in, uh, can't remember how to throw a baseball, walks everybody, gives up the three-run home run. We're down 5-1, to one, and then all of a sudden, Javi Baez comes in on the bottom half of that inning and hits a two-run home run. That would have put us up if we could have held that inning. Of so, course. So he, his last outing was not that great. But regardless, I'm, I'm very, very happy uh, with how our bullpen is shaping up right now. I'm concerned about long-term what this is going to do because we're relying on them so much right now. Sure, and that's uh, what happened
0: last season yeah. with the bullpen kind of dragging us through the first half and then just being burnt out in the yeah. second half yeah. of the season. Um, Incidentally, when the starters uh, started to get good again. Yeah, So definitely, we don't have to
1: wait until the All-Star break for that to happen.
0: But good call, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. Can I you. give you my
1: light MVP? Of course, yeah. Okay, my light MVP, it's pretty obvious. He's kind of been the most exciting offensive player at times throughout the entire first uh, little bit of the season. Mr. Javi Baez. Oh, yeah. And I know, I know what you're thinking, Mark. You look at his stat line and you're like, well, not that impressive. You know, sure, batting, batting right around like 230, something yeah. like that.
0: 13
1: strikeouts. 13 strikeouts, five home runs, and somehow 16 RBIs. Like, the guy is crazy. His OPS right now is over a 1,000, um, which is all those stats based for all of you non-baseball nerds out there. All that says is that when he's actually getting on base, he's not just hitting singles, He's hitting doubles, triples, and home runs and, and bringing people in. Like, when the guy hits, he's hitting, and he is crushing the ball right now. And when Javi Baez is crushing the ball, and he's got those sick-ass frosted tips that he's sporting mm-hmm. right now, like, he's just so much fun to watch.
0: All is right with the world. All
1: is right with the world.
0: Now, there's there was a little controversy with Javi uh, during a game... Um, There were some old-timey baseball fans out there who thought that he was disrespecting the game with his exuberant play. Yes. A little bit of a bat flip here, uh... Patting himself on the back after hitting yeah, a home run, kissing
1: the guy's wife afterwards.
0: Right. But I gotta say, uh, shut up, old timey baseball yeah. people. Baseball's a game; it should be played, and it should be played with pe- by people having fun.
1: Absolutely, like get, step away from your player piano. Like, right. Maybe put on not a dry cleaned three piece suit every day, and just like take the stick out of your butt and relax. Everybody's Absolutely. having fun, of course. And if you're so upset by him, uh, maybe maybe just beat him. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't I don't know the exact record offhand of how we fared against the Pirates. Um I think they beat us. they did they did beat us They definitely did beat us.
0: So maybe we won a game in that <laughs> series, yeah.
1: Well, okay. Well to be fair, there were some other contributing factors to that, which yes. we will get to we'll in get just, to, just, just a second. Um Mark, I have I've I have filled my soul with happiness talking about the good things that is Cubs baseball. Give me your MVP for the first couple of weeks of this Cubs season. Of course.
0: Mike, uh, my MVP for the first couple of weeks of this Cubs season is our MVP. It's Chris Bryant. It's an easy oh. call for me. Oh, man. Uh, you know, he he's leading the team in batting average. It's like 320. He's getting on base. The power isn't quite there. He's not jacking as many home runs maybe as you'd expect. He's only got one so far. Um, and he's not uh, driving in a lot of runs. Uh, but he's also batting in the second spot in the lineup for the most part. Right. Um, so there's not usually, haven't been a lot of runs since our leadoff hitters have not been getting on to base. Correct. Uh, but I, I mean, he's leading this team as best as he can, and you know, he's hitting the ball very well, and he's he's doing everything that a superstar player is supposed to do in this position.
1: Definitely. And you know, the one thing that kind of frustrated me watching KB uh, last year as he was playing uh, it seemed like, and I don't know if I have the stats to really back this up, he was striking out a lot last year, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't able to really cover the plate. I think his strikeouts right now are way down. I'm, I'm looking at it. He only has 10 strikeouts on the season as compared to uh, 13 from Baez and Contreras. Uh, Kyle Schwarber has a, an astronomical amount. Um, Ian Happ has 375 strikeouts. That sounds like right about now. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so th- that, that's what you like to see. You like a guy like Chris Bryant. Um, the power will get there. It's, it's Of course. Again, we'll get to why maybe the power's not there, um, but the power will get there. You like to see a guy who's not striking out, he's making contact. And like I, I feel like I've watched a bunch of games where he's hitting the ball real hard. It's just going right to where the defensive players are. Sure. But as long as the guy's making contact, you got to know like that's a good sign, that's good for your confidence level. Eventually, those balls will get into areas that no one else is around and will pay dividends later. but he has looked. him and his eyes have just looked. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Gorgeous, gorgeous as is Just so good. He's getting on base.
0: Uh, you know, he's, I, I believe he's got a fair amount of walks uh, uh, so far. Yeah, he's got 11 walks this year. So the eye is on point right mm-hmm. now. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think he's kind of just, like, doing what he's supposed to be doing and leading this team.
1: Definitely. I think uh, another thing that we realized about Chris Bryan, maybe on the negative side of things, we realized maybe, maybe he shouldn't play first base. Um, mm. that, that often. He, I, he, he played a couple of games f- uh, for Anthony Rizzo who was on the DL over this couple of stretch and it, and it just kind of seems like eh, maybe he's... It's not his place. <laughs> it's not his place. Nah. He loves that hot corner.
0: Keep him so, third or at the very least out in the field yep, somewhere. Absolutely. But yeah, not first base.
1: Not his joint. Um, but he is... He, I would definitely agree that is a a, a great choice. Um, he's, he's looked... He's looked really good right he's now. He's doing
0: what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Just being fantastic all around. Mike. Mm-hmm. We've done enough gushing. We started high. It's Ooh. time to go low. Oh, it's time to, to, to get low, below man. the belt.
1: Here we go. It's
0: time to get mean. Ooh. It's time to get nasty. Ooh. It's time to get maybe even violent. Ooh. Okay. I Mike. brought my nunchucks. Oh. Awesome. Yeah. Also, I prefer. I love that you refer to them as nunchucks, the way they're supposed to be pronounced. Oh,
1: is that how they're supposed to be pronounced? Uh,
0: for white people, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am white. So, yep.
1: yes, that, that definitely... Is, is it nunchucks or nunchucks? I
0: believe it's... Uh, I believe the correct term is nunchaku. Uh, and then, yeah, the Americanization is nunchucks.
1: Okay, so there's nothing with num, like N-U-M-B. Nope. So I am completely butchering the pronunciation of nunchucks.
0: Yeah, but I prefer it that way. Do you find
1: it endearing? A little bit. Does it make you love me more than you do right in, uh, in life? Yeah, Mike. Yeah, actually. Yeah. God, God. You know, we're just bringing the love together. Yeah, I that's right. I love it. And now we're going to have it come and crashing. And now we're going to smash we're it. We're going to have it come crashing down. That's right, because it's
0: time for our least valuable player's LVP in the last few weeks.
1: Mike, Ooh. start me off. Okay. Well, Mark, I'm going a little bit, uh, a little bit of a wild card, a little mm. bit of a, of a curveball here. Maybe Ooh. something that you wouldn't expect. My LVP for the first start of the season... Mother Nature. Whoa. The weather. Mike, you just went after an otherworldly
0: force that cannot be explained by magic or science. Yeah,
1: but do you disagree with me?
0: I am in 100% agreement with you. Mother Nature is a terrifying monster who throws earthquakes and tsunamis and... Cold weather and rain and snow at baseball. At baseball season. And I don't like it. I don't
1: like it at all. So as we stand right now and, record- and recording this podcast, the Cubs have had uh, five games postponed due to weather. Yes. Um, I went to the game on Friday the 13th against Atlanta mm. where it was maybe 40 degrees. That's and, generous. And overcast, and absolutely freezing, and miserable. And that's forty degrees outside of the ballpark. Absolutely. In the ballpark, it was, twenty. And you're sitting on those steel seat, like mm-hmm. those metal seats. It was awful. And I think the, uh, you know, outside of like I want to be able to come home from work and watch a Cubs baseball game. And like I'm not consistently getting into the groove of being able to do that because the games keep getting those. Goes- postponed. Right? right. So that's the personal. The other thing for it is I don't think the team, I think a lot of the negative things that are happening to this team right now are directly affected with the weather. I think our starting pitching is not great because they they lit, their hands are literally made of ice right now and they can't feel or grip the ball. I think we have a lot of people who just aren't comfortable playing and being outside and, and being athletic in these colder temperatures. Um, I really I, I get nervous because the, the likelihood of, of injury is, is heightened when the weather's like this. And it just sucks because I'm so excited for baseball and I want baseball weather. And I know that this team is good. And I just think that, yes, there are some it, it, like personal inter-team factors that are maybe contributing to our struggles right now that I know that they'll figure out. But I really I really do believe that the weather has a big part to do with it.
0: I uh, Mike, I 100% agree with you on that. The weather is... Uh, a villain in the classic sense of the word mm-hmm. uh it's it, every time i look up into the sky i see a big white painted face with a red cut up smile Ooh, and yeah. the weather saying why so serious oh, okay. like at me like that's what I, that's how oppressive it feels and like here's the thing look We're Chicagoans. We've lived in Chicago or the Chicagoland area or Illinois for a very long time. I get it. It's April. It's going to snow. It's going to be cold. That's the way it always is. But this year, a little bit more than usual. Yeah, it's a little. It's affecting baseball, and that's the problem. I don't care if it makes makes me late for work. I don't care if the pizza guy takes an extra 20 minutes to get to my house. Those things are minor inconveniences. But... When forces of nature conspire against mankind to rob us Mm -hmm. of our national pastime, Mike, I have no other recourse but to immediately quit my job. Yep. Go back to school. Okay. Study climate science. Okay. Then get a master's in electrical and structural engineering. Okay. Build a device that can control the weather. Okay. And kill weather. Where it lives. Okay. On the moon. On the As we all know, weather comes from weather the is moon. on the moon. Uh, That's right. I don't know if you've seen the movie Geostorm,
1: Mike. That was my next question. Sure. Yeah, but the question was are you talking about GeoStorm the cult I'm absolutely movie talking from 1995? about 1995.
0: I don't know what it is. well I mean it looks like it came out in 1995. It is from this year sadly. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's a rough movie, but Mike they had some really good ideas, specifically shooting the weather dead in the sky. Okay. I'm 100% on board with this. Uh, and so yeah, Mike, How reliable I've, is
1: the science behind shooting the weather and stopping it in its tracks?
0: Uh, It works pretty well in Geostorm up until somebody sabotages it.
1: Okay. Um, Who would be the best players from the Chicago Cubs team to join the Geostorm team to kill the weather?
0: Pedro Stroke. Okay. Uh, Mostly because it's probably a suicide mission and he won't come back. (laughs) Fair enough
1: fair enough okay
0: right. plus i feel like his irrational confidence will rub itself up on rub itself off on the actual astronauts and engineers doing the things that need to be done
1: well and absolutely and like inevitably when he goes into space and everything like that you know he's generally going to have headgear on we've talked about pedro Strope's headgear attire, sure of course. always tilted to the side right who knows what he's going to shoot when he gets that headgear on his vision's going to be all blurred he's not going to be able to see anything it's going to be all cocked to the side
0: sure and i mean good luck surviving with a space helmet tilted to the side yeah. i think that means it's not locked it's not locked you will probably die yeah
1: you'll suffocate that'll be a quick death
0: yeah i don't look i don't want pedro Strope to actually physically die okay but if he went to space to shoot weather and gave up his life so we could have baseball
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'd be all right with if that. he went
1: bruce willis and armageddon you'd be like yeah i'm good
0: yeah you'd, i'd be okay yeah and then i'd get home mike and then i'll play with animal crackers on your tummy
1: this is a great day. It was a great this day. This a great this day. It a great day. It's amazing. Uh, Mike, I think as it's... As long as they're elephants. Oh, of course. None of the tigers. No, only the best. Yeah, the tiger Animal Crafters scare me.
0: Yeah, they're they're too ferocious. <laughs> they're terrifying. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right,
1: Mark, I, yeah, we, we've we talked about the weather, and I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit more as we kind of recap the, sure. the past couple of games going forward, but let's get into your LVP mm. of the last two and a half, three weeks or so for the first part of the season. Mark, lay it on me.
0: Mike, my, my LVP and and i, I want to say this up front this one hurts this is painful Ooh. because this is a guy who i put my confidence in my irrational confidence I, that i didn't
1: in. mark i can see you're getting emotional right now this is a
0: person who i touted i vouched for mm, okay. on this very podcast yeah as being a potential dark horse si young candidate jose Quintano. you are my lv P. Oh man, Whew. this.
1: uh I, I are, you okay?
0: you. are you okay? Are you okay? Mike, I haven't been sleeping. Okay. You want uh, me to put
1: animal crackers on your tummy?
0: I mean, I do. Okay. I, I don't know if it'll Did help me help? sleep. <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay, but fair enough. I just wanted to happen. Okay, at this that's point. cool. All right. Uh, he's just been. Uh, uh, there's no way around it. He's been god awful, Mike. Yeah, real. He's bad. been very bad. Real, real, real His bad. His first game of the year, he went six innings. Yep. He gave up six runs. Yep. Uh, that was real rough. Uh, especially against the Marlins. The Marlins.
1: Well, you know, on the bright side of things, the first five innings he had a no hitter, and then he came into the sixth inning and gave up all of the runs in one fail swoop, and uh, that didn't end up and well for sure. us. Sure. Yeah.
0: Then it looked like he he kind of got his shit together for his second game, mm-hmm. uh, playing against the Brewers. Yeah. Six innings, zero runs.
1: Yeah, fuck the Brewers. Right? Great
0: quality start. Gets his first win of the year. Awesome. Was the last game here against, I think it was the Braves? Yeah, Uh, Yeah, it was the Braves. Yeah. Goes two in the third inning Mm. and gives up, I think, seven runs, eight runs, an obscene amount of runs uh, in that short of a period of time. Uh, and he got lucky in that game. He did. He get got, lucky got in damn that game. lucky in that game that he did not get a decision because somehow the Cubs managed to turn around and win that game. And we'll get to that later. We in will our get recap. to that later. It's almost uh, like he
1: meant to do that.
0: Yeah, almost. And if that's the case, fuck you, Jose Quintana. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can just pitch good. Yeah, you can just. We've seen you, you do that. Yeah, right. I get that. Um. Uh. uh,
1: uh, uh I think. Uh.
0: But a- it's a bummer, and I will say this: the starting pitcher is. As a unit, have not been great. Nothing Lester great. has probably been the best, and even he hasn't been his usual self. Chatwood's command has been. Chatwood gave not up. Not
1: great. Not great. He's been walking a lot of guys.
0: He had seven strikeouts and seven walks in the same game. Yeah, absolutely. that's crazy. Yeah,
1: and and that that was I think that was last night, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the fact that he had that many walks and was consistently letting the leadoff man or the first two guys get on base and we were only losing three to one. Right. Like blew my mind. I was like, this game should be wide open. Right. Um, but it, the, they were fighting the geostorm and the weather was terrible. Yeah. And it's, you know.
0: it's just been nuts. Our starting pitchers have got this weird, I mean, none of them again have been playing that great. And I could have honestly picked any of them to be our LVP. I think, at this point in the season. But they've got this very worrying trend of posting bad start, good start, bad, bad. start. Uh, and I'm I'm worried that this will continue throughout the season. Correct. So this is what I need them to do. Mm-hmm. I need you to crowd around Pedro Strope. Okay. And just kind of like rub him. Kind of oh, yeah. like you would... Like a Buddha's belly, Ooh, or okay. uh, I don't know, a freshly shaved bald man's head.
1: Maybe eat an animal cracker off his belly. Yeah,
0: yes. just kind of absorb that irrational confidence that he has. Ooh, I love it. Hopefully, uh, it will will uh, uh, in, turn you uh, confident and rationally so, because you are very talented. Mm. Unlike Pedro Strope, who at this point I feel is the Dicky Simpkins. Of baseball players, yep. Uh, he's got talent. He made it to the major leagues, uh, but he should probably be playing for an independent baseball league at this point. At this point, yes, yeah. absolutely. Just send him to the Kane County Cougars and let him like blow Eat those smoke. dollar
1: hot dogs. Yeah, let
0: him blow smoke past a bunch of eighteen-year-olds. Like, just do something. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Jose Quintana, you are my least valuable player, uh, and, and I think, and it hurts. Uh, It really hurts because I really wanted you to be the best. And you're not even... Actually, I take that back. You are the best at being the worst.
1: I think it also should be said, though, with our LVP awards. I mean, this is a... This is not just a set in stone of course you're the not. LVP and we're done with you. This no. is a, this is a fluid That's right. system here. I mean last year we had MVPs become LVPs and LVPs back and forth. become MVPs. Like there's right. there's a lot of room for growth here. Um, and Jose Quintana as you're listening to this and
0: I mean we know you are. We know <laughs> you're listening to this podcast.
1: <laughs> as you're listening to this, um hey, you got it, man. The weather's going to warm up. You're going to feel a lot better about yourself. Um you're going to start rolling playing games consistently and and we'll get you back on track. I'm not That's worried. Right.
0: Yeah. Nobody hates you. We're just disappointed. Yeah, that was rough. All right, let's move on. I don't want to be negative anymore, Mike. Okay. We're going to get more negative. A little little, slow, yeah. So, Uh, so Mike, let's move on to our uh, our recap of the season so far. About two and a half weeks in, we're, uh, uh, what, 15 games in. So, let's do our first 15-game recap of the season. Hey, Cubs, how you doing so far? Time to find out. All right, Mike. Mm. I know that was mm. nice. That was good. Fifteen games into the season, Mike. Oh yeah, the Cubs are seven and eight right now, mm-hmm. just a game below five hundred. Um, as we've said, five games so far have been postponed due to inclement weather. Uh, Which makes, uh, in fact, today's game, the uh, 18th, you know, uh, for you listening to it, yesterday's game, but today's game, the 18th, was also called, and that marks the 25th postponement in Major League Baseball this year.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Which ties the record for most games postponed due to weather in April. Uh, from 2007, Right. which means it's been 11 years since we've lost this many games to weather. That's crazy. Uh, Mark,
1: you're throwing a lot of numbers at me right now. Yeah, like, I'm My I'm brain sorry. is just
0: exploding. You know, and it's frustrating for some of these ballplayers. I mean, Anthony Rizzo kind of came out the other day and was just like, we need to play not so many games.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: and this starting the season early so they could get a couple days off further down the line is now... A
1: wash, yeah,
0: totally. because now all of a sudden you you've got like three or four double, double headers, headers that are down coming down. out, yeah, right.
1: And you know the other thing that I I and I don't know if this would even be possible, but hopefully Major League Baseball could potentially look into if you're going to start scheduling games this early, right? Look at the schedule and don't schedule a team like Chicago to play a team like Cincinnati right at the beginning of the season, where both of those cities have shit weather i right. would love to see if they could work out the scheduling so like teams with with roofs or um warm climate teams sure. could play cold the cold climate teams i yeah. mean i, I, think I mean opening
0: against the marlins
1: perfect choice perfect choice right Playing
0: down in miami the weather is nice and balmy uh i've never seen uh so many dominican women with tans uh and the words of will smith uh 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 Miami, it's the my, my place, my second home. Um, you know that song he made? All night on the he,
1: with the till the break. Of dawn. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know words. I'm sorry. Should sure, no, it's okay. It's I okay. barely know them either. Yeah, it's okay.
0: I just love that song. It's a great song. It's a great Will the Smith Invenito
1: song. Envenido, Miami. Yeah, right? of course. That's yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but it, so yeah, so so far it's been just really interesting to watch the entire season and how it's been. Um, affecting people across all of MLB. And you kind of got to get a little bit of confidence in the fact that there are a lot of teams right now that are supposed, that everybody you're picking and on paper look like the teams to beat that are really barely hovering around 500. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And you got to think that, I mean, baseball is a numbers game. It's all about, it's all about, large sample size and you got to think as the larger the sample size that we get things are just going to kind of work out
0: for sure i mean on paper the cubs are one of the top five teams in major league baseball if not top three um so yeah I, 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 i have i have faith and confidence that shit will regulate by the time we start warming up into to may and june but um well mike let's start with this recap we'll begin with our Uh, Opening four-game stand against the Marlins. Definitely. Uh, The Marlins are one of, if not the worst team in Major League Baseball. They are
1: a T-ball team.
0: They sold off anybody who had remote baseball capabilities in the offseason, including Giancarlo Stanton, who's now uh, teamed up with Aaron Judge up in New York.
1: And and I think Giancarlo Stanton has uh, I think it's official, I'm looking at it right now He has struck out Seven hundred times so far.
0: Absolutely, yes. that's one hundred percent true. Yep. Uh, Ian Happ will get there
1: though. Yeah, he he's will just, get there. He's just not doesn't have as much
0: playing time. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's yeah, got
1: yeah. It. he's you know he's a platoon guy, right? Right. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But he'll he'll get there. I I have a feeling before the season is over, Ian Happ will have more strikeouts than Giancarlo Stanton.
1: Oh, I'm calling so you right That down. I'm right calling you now.
0: out. Now that's a bolder prediction. That is a
1: bolder prediction.
0: Uh, speaking of bolder. Uh, we lost two games against we, the Marlins. I did, it was infuriating, and, my, and one of those games was an epic seventeen inning, eighteen inning game. Infuriating! It was about watch. seven hours of my life. It was awful,
1: uh, and it was a. Two, it ended up being a two to one ball game. It was awful. I remember I was watching it, and I felt like from the tenth inning until the game ended, basically all of the extra innings. Every time a Cubs player would come up to bat. They would be swinging to hit a 20-run home run that right. would end the game right there. That The Marlins wouldn't even get an at-bat because it would be so soul-crushing that they would just give up. As if it were
0: a rock and jock softball game yes. on MTV in the like, 90s. It
1: was unbelievable the swings and the at-bats that these guys were taking. And I was sitting there and I'm just like, uh, oh, and you have a guy like Eddie Butler who comes in and is pitching a gem in extra innings for His first
0: game yeah. with the Cubs.
1: L- looked Great, and we couldn't put it together. It's so frustrating. We have the second, the the last game of the series where we could have uh, taken three to one. Uh, We lose six to nothing. Mm -hmm. We have about 11 hits and zero runs. We are hitting the snot out of the ball, but they just keep going to right where these guys are, and we can't string anything together. Uh, Javi Baez misses a sign and misreads a sign when we have a guy on second and third, he chooses to bunt we end up getting no runs out of the situation the marlins come back and ruin everything and get all the runs at the top of the inning you know like it was just hard to watch and that starting pitcher that we hit the crap out of and kept hitting to all the fielders his next start they lost 20 to 1 to the red, or no, I don't know if it was to the Reds, but to some uh, to a team, it was twenty to one. That guy gave up like nine runs in two and a third innings. That's Ugh. that's crazy. Yeah,
0: twenty runs in a game.
1: Unbelievable. That's nuts. Yeah, that's Mike, a, that's a T-ball score.
0: Yeah, it is. Especially if the T-ball, that, that you know what that is? That is a that is a little league team playing against T-ball. Yes,
1: absolutely. That's like a bunch
0: of fifteen-year-olds coming in and just like jacking dingers off the tee while a bunch of four-year-olds are falling all over themselves.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, and those four-year-olds took two out of four from us. Yep,
1: that's like the Cowboys playing the Little Giants in the famed film Little Giants the first time before they beat them. Right, the of course.
0: Time. Right, right, right. right. When, yeah. when they got Spike in there and he's just like running all over them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of
1: yep, course. Yep, definitely. Gotcha. Um, so let's move on to the next series that we had. Uh, not memorable at all. We play, had a two-game stint with Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. One of those games was postponed. Right. The other game we lost one to nothing. I don't remember a damn thing about it.
0: Nope. I, it was... I mean, look, if you're going to lose a game one to nothing, I think that's the game to lose. That means, I mean, yeah, you didn't hit any runs, but at least you didn't give up a bunch of runs either. Exactly. But it's a heartbreaker. Like, you got to... You gotta hit the ball, yeah. Especially probably, when people are on base. It was probably
1: so cold though. Yeah, it, was it probably, probably was so cold, so cold. And then we moved on to our next, a uh, next series that came up. We we had a four game stint in Milwaukee, right? Which those games were. So much fun to watch. Yeah, the Milwaukee
0: when- series was fantastic. When Mil-
1: I, I you know, like when the Brewers are good and competitive, and we play, I just I love this rivalry that's stemming from the Brewers and the Cubs when both of those teams are good. I mean, it will never be Cubs Cardinals when those teams are good, right? Um, because of the history there. But this new this this new rivalry between the Brewers and the Cubs is so much fun, and those games were so much fun for us to watch. And it's made even better by the fact that we. We won. This is the only Real
0: series four. we have won this yes. year. Uh, take three out of four from the from the Brewers. Yeah, one of the things I love about playing against the Brewers is, unlike the Cubs Cards rivalry and even the Cubs Mets rivalry, there's not like a lot of bad blood between Cubs Brewers. No, it's more like a fun rivalry. Right. Like because we're I think because we're so close to one another. Uh, I mean I know the Brewers were salty when Zambrano threw that no hitter in a neutral site because <laughs> of terrible things uh uh oh that was against the astros wasn't it mm-hmm. but it happened at, at miller park and the nl astros that's right the AL astros. that's right you yeah. know what forget what i was saying uh, and also it was a
1: makeup game due to weather yeah. we can all relate to that sure absolutely uh,
0: but yeah the 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 brewers cubs rivalry has been fantastic and that was a great series especially because we won three games yes almost half of our games were won in that series
1: yes and that was that was also uh, the end of, of kind of going into uh, the next portion of the season when we had Anthony Rizzo actually in the lineup. Right. We come back to open the season at Wrigley Field. Uh, the home opener is, you guessed it, ding, ding, ding. Rain, rained, snowed, precipitated out. Colded out. Colded out, yeah. if you will. Um, and then we get Stamped
0: Anthony, out by the then... cruel nature of of
1: weather itself. Yes. Um, and, and then we also get um anthony rizzo getting on the dl for for a little 10-day stint because you know he, he got a little backache because he slept on his bed wrong yeah he slept in his race car bed wrong at the hotel that they slept in
0: i like to think that he sleeps what kind of race car bed do you think he sleeps in mike are you thinking nascar or formula One?
1: Oh, um i'm i was thinking uh like the the car from the disney pixar's cars uh, oh, like a Lightning, Lightning McQueen, Lightning bed. McQueen bed. Oh, sure. yeah, right. Mike, what do you think?
0: You, uh, I, I like where you're going with that. I think. Do you know that in the Cars universe? Yep. Like headlights are are they're your eyes? No, they're not. Your windshield is your eyes. Oh, that's where the eyes are. Oh, okay. Headlights are your boobs, Mike. Dope. There's a part where two lady cars approach, approach Lightning McQueen, and they flash their lights at him. As as groupies might flash their bare breasts to a Brett Michaels or Vince Neal.
1: Mm, yes. Um,
0: and that really weirds me out. It does. That in a kids' cars universe, your, there's your boob head... flashes. Yeah, that is kind of weird. And that you also, when it's at nighttime, you are constantly flashing your boobs just All to see. All the time. That's weird, Mike. That is a little strange. That's strange. And they
1: made they made like... Th- Seven of those movies.
0: Yeah, there's at least forty-three Cars movies. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, and that. So like that. That means Disney and Pixar. They're not apologizing for
0: absolutely not flashing the movies at the kiddos. And I mean to be fair, I feel like that's the influence of Larry the Cable Guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, who plays, I think, the truck called Mater? Yes. Uh, which is also a, a problematic name because that implies that he goes about having uh, intercourse with other cars, thus creating tiny baby cars throughout yeah. the rest of the world. Mike, do I, I've, I'm i going to be honest with you? I've never seen any of the cars movies at all. You could have fooled I, me. I need to know this, Mike. Do the cars have sex with each other? And when they do, do they have sex? car babies via natural birth or they built on an assembly line somewhere Mike I need to know this if you are out there and you've seen the Cars movies please reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter email us, I need to know if the Cars are pushing out tiny baby cars from their exhaust pipe or they're like bursting out of their windshield, I just need to know
1: Join Uh, us next week for Mike and Mark Love Sexual education with the Cars franchise from Disney Pixar. I f- it's a reasonable question, it's Mike. A, I, th- I feel like it's perfectly justified. Uh, and there's not much baseball to talk about. We're not doing great. <laughs> Give me a break, <laughs> well, Mike. Well, it's not that we're not doing great. We're also just not playing baseball Of course, right now. that's true. That is very true. Um, no, so Anthony Rizzo goes on the DL. You know, I would say in the last week since we've... Um, Since he was out our series with Pittsburgh, our series with Atlanta, of the games that we actually played, I really think it brought to light a couple of things about Anthony Rizzo and how valuable he is to this team. Sure. His bat in the lineup, like, if we don't have that, he's a real anchor. Um, And it really brings out a lot of weaknesses in other batters. uh, Yeah. like a Wilson Contreras or a Kyle Schwarber, Mm -hmm. they're heightened when they don't have some sort of protection from an Anthony Rizzo around them in the lineup. Sure. Um, That's one of the things that also just makes me very nervous about Javi Baez going... In the future, if he's at the bottom of the lineup with a Jason Hayward who Mm -hmm. um, doesn't know how to play baseball. Offensively. uh, Offensively, yes. Um, It makes me nervous for a guy like Javi Baez too. You know, like if you you have bad people around you, like you don't have that safety net so you can actually get good quality at bats and see good pitches.
0: Although Um, lately I will say this, Madden has made, Joe Madden is famously reluctant to make a lot of changes into his lineup. Uh, He likes to kind of stick with things. He'll tinker here and there with just like different lineups like all managers do. But once he gets something in his head, like, he's stuck there. Uh, But recently he did make a change, and Baez has actually been hitting further up in the order lately, Mm -hmm. and it seems to have invigorated him. You know, he's jacking all these dingers, uh, you know, extra base hits. Yep. uh, Playing very well lately, Very on a good streak right now. The thing with Rizzo is, and I mean, yeah, he was gone for, you know, that 10-day DL stint. And before that, he was not hitting the ball well either, Mike. His batting average was... A hundred yeah. was pretty bad. Yeah, but just him being there is enough of a deterrent to protect those other hitters. Correct. Because of rep and like reputation is like everything in baseball. You know, it, it, no one's no one's gonna think that Anthony Rizzo is gonna bat a hundred for the season. You know what I mean? Right. And they know at any moment he's gonna bust out, and you gotta pitch him right. And so it was a bummer having him out there, both offensively and defensively.
1: Oh man, I, that was my other point that I was gonna bring is that. You you definitely see how much of an anchor he is on the defensive side of things when they're bringing in a platoon of Chris Bryant and Victor Caratini to come in and play first base. It's it's just like when you see plays that aren't being made by those guys that Rizzo makes every single day. It's just like you realize how valuable he is to the team. I'm excited to have him. That he's uh, back and he's back, reality.
0: absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And it
1: seemed and it seemed from everything that you read, a lot of it was just precautionary um right you know he was really kind of stiff for a little while but then they they added a little bit of extra time for him to actually like get some swings get some workouts in and see how his back would react to the next day sure. after the fact so well, and with
0: the cold mike it's not gonna help him going out there and swinging the bat and everything right. like when oh, it's yeah, cold yeah. like that it's you're gonna hurt you're more susceptible to injury yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was the smart move especially early in the season you know if this was you know July or August I'm sure Rizzo would have been like I'm fine you know miss right. one game and back in the lineup but well, you know in April when they're canceling half the games anyways I mean on a 10-day DL what did he miss
1: four games maybe yeah. at most it's it's like at, at the end of the day not going to hurt us that much great for them to be precautionary and it should be said that when he was doing his workouts to get ready to come back I mean he actually wasn't doing any baseball activities he was just he was just sledding right yeah because it was so cold and there was snow everywhere. of course yeah, yeah well so I mean
0: here, here's a question Mike yes what kind of sled does Anthony Rizzo use? Okay. Do you think he's going like straight up toboggan? Okay. Saucer? Yep. Or your traditional like sort of like sled with like the skis attached to it? Oh, my beer. Please hang up and try again. All right. Sorry about that. Mark, That uh, are you okay? Uh, I'm okay. Everyone's okay. Yes. My beer took a tumble.
1: I know all, of the, all the listeners out there are worried. We're fine though. Sure. We are fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, but going back...
0: I'm, I'm glad my wife doesn't listen to this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's a very easy answer what kind of sled Anthony Rizzo sure. is training on. yes. Cla- just a classic wooden toboggan.
0: Yeah, okay. So you're you're thinking he's just on the, like, uh, curly-cute hunk of wood, Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's old school Yeah, he's
1: old school, all-American, just, like, sitting on that little hunk of wood thing with his dad. And just, oh, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it's just, like, bonding time, you know? You you don't get to see him a lot during the season, so, like, they get that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, well,
1: especially because he's from he's from Florida, where they yeah. don't do a lot of. Sledding. And they're they're just mesmerized by by what a toboggan d- is and does. Sure, they've never seen it before. Well, to
0: be fair, it's not a gator or a snake, Mike. <laughs> yeah. So. Or a jet ski. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, okay.
1: Well, that takes us uh, up to. Let's see. Where, where do we leave off? Uh, we were kind of meddling in the first couple series between Pittsburgh and Atlanta that we had. Oh yeah. Um, that's the Atlanta right. series was just. I, I feel like the Atlanta series was just marred by weather. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went. to the first game of that series. Um, it was 40 degrees. It was so cold. The Cubs had four hits and lost four to nothing. Ugh. Atlanta had 13 hits and only got four runs out of it, which is another thing. It was Hugh Darvish's home uh, home debut. Um, I thought for the most part he looked really good. He kind of... He had a balk and then he kind of imploded in one particular inning, which was, yeah. was not great. It was very strange. Um, and then he gave up a, a three-run home run. It, it was overall that game was just like an anomaly as soon as i felt like as soon as any team got at least a two-run lead they were just gonna win because the team everybody was just gonna be like let's just end this it's, it's too cold. It's so cold. I don't care. And then I was so pissed because the next day, my friend went to the game and stayed for the entire thing. And it was equally, mis- I mean, it was probably more miserable because it was yeah. raining. It was and actively they, raining. And they were down 10 to 1 and stayed uh, a, a crazy, amazing comeback.
0: So that game, Mike, uh, this has been, I, I thought for sure that was going to be like the turning point of the year. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. I thought for sure when that game happened, uh, we're of course talking about the the game, uh, it was Cubs, Braves. The Cubs uh, go down very early, uh, losing ten to one. Uh, then they get a good little inning out of there, get up to ten to five. Then the eighth—it was the eighth inning, right? Mm-hmm. Eighth inning rolls around. Two quick outs. Yeah. And then magic, Mike. It's and by magic, I mean a comedy of errors. It was unbelievable. That not even Shakespeare could have plotted. Nope. It was it was almost as if the spirit of Puck himself had descended upon the field and said, ooh, and, like, sprinkled some, like, weird yep. fairy dust on things. If
1: we shadows have offended, Cubs score all the runs. Yes. I think that's what it says in the, uh, in the that's
0: script. That's 100% what it says, you Mike. D- d- uh that or at least that's what Marlowe wrote before Shakespeare stole it. Am oh, I right?
1: Oh, that's a hot take. Yeah. That's almost a hot take. Almost as hot of a take as Quintana being your LVP yes, right Yes, I know, that's, right? I, mean, we'll yeah. not get, I digress. Mike,
0: before this this season of baseball is over, I will go after every cup of starting pitcher <laughs> and every
1: Shakespeare play. Uh, Join so us th- next week for the season premiere of Mike and Mark Love Shakespeare. Oh, oh. Love Marlowe plays that were stolen by Shakespeare. Can we just do Mike loves Shakespeare, Mark thinks it's... Eh? <laughs>
0: I can accept that invitation. Okay, alright, yeah, thank yeah, 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 you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Uh, there's just too many words. There's a lot of words. And, they, and have- Here's... Oh, alright, like, I hate to go on a tangent, Mike, but here's the thing. Hamlet's like 500 pages, right? It's so long. It's so long. So and long. it's considered by a lot of people to be the greatest play <laughs> ever written. And here's the thing. You want to look at a classic monologue, your to-be-or-not-to-be speech. That thing is like 12 pages long. Yep. And here's the thing. It's... It only needs to be like five lines. Yeah. It's like, should I kill myself or should I not? Mm, I'm going to pass and I'm going to get revenge on my uncle.
1: Peace. Done. Problem solved. Exit pursued by a bear. That's another Shakespeare reference. Oh, is it pursued by a bear? Yeah. That's the one stage direction Shakespeare ever wrote in The Winter's Tale.
0: Really? Yes. Are you serious? Uh, all right, we can definitely change it to Mark Loves Shakespeare now. Yeah, okay. Because the idea of somebody being pursued by a
1: bear is pretty great. And and it's heightened because it's literally the only stage direction he ever wrote. Really? That's mm-hmm. so weird. I know. It's the Why did he only write one stage direction? I don't know. Does it, what he ha- was too busy
0: watching baseball because the weather was nice. Here's a question, though. Mm-hmm. I, again, I hate to stick on the Shakespeare thing. Okay. Once, but... If there's no stage directions, how do people know when to enter and exit? It's like
1: I, I, you just
0: I don't is know. every is it like a dumb improv
1: show where everyone Ooh. just sits on chairs against the wall and yeah. they tag people in around? Yep, absolutely. I think in Shakespeare's folio, uh, they have like the missing pages, and it's all just the first page to every single play he ever wrote. Oh sure, and
0: the first line is "Can I get a, a suggestion? suggestion from the
1: audience?" <laughs> Uh, Little known fact,
0: Mike. We just cracked the code. We did crack the code. That's great. Uh, uh, so, anyways, th- should we talk about? Should we talk about th- baseball? Let's get back to baseball. Okay, great. So, yeah, uh, that that game was absolutely insane. I mean, there were unbelievable. The the Atlanta pitchers absolutely melted down.
1: Oh, I literally think they literally probably couldn't feel the ball. Sure. Um, and the ball was entirely wet. And literally the only thing that they probably could have done to like throw strikes would have been to like slow-pitch softball all at the end of Rookie of the Year. Um, but who knows? It was absolutely insane. Uh, they walked a bunch of guys. We got on the board by Wilson Contreras like hitting a just, I'm trying not to strike out swing. And he hits it at the end of the bat, and it's just basically like a swinging bunt. They come in and they get some runs. Javi Baez comes in and gets a two-out double um, that clears the bases. Right. They load the bases up again. A wild pitch scores one. They try to like hold a runner at second and just throw, throw it, it all the way to the wall. <laughs> they threw it like past Waveland Avenue and everybody scored. It was it was unbelievable.
0: Mike, I I when I I was at work when the game started. When I left work at at 2.45, the Cubs were down nine to one and i was like i'm not going to bother keeping a track of this while i'm on the train nope. when i got home it was 10 to 5 uh, <laughs> and you were like I'm and this intrigued. is this is the text exchange i had with my sister uh kate Who's a diehard Cubs fan? We gotta get her on here one of these days so she can yell about things. Because if you think I get angry, she gets. She gets really angry. angry. It's I can't great. Wait. It's so great. Wait. Does she get uh, angry
1: about Shakespeare? <laughs> I'm sure she could. Okay, cool, yeah. awesome. So this
0: is the text exchange I had for her. She texted me. This is at 4:44 p.m. that day. Uh, first thing, Baez is killing it. Also, of course, they came back from 10 to 2. This is my response. Holy shit, and of course the game isn't on WGN. Because fuck that shit, how are you going to show a game in the the middle of the day on some channel that not everybody has? Then her response, oh my god, they won't take their picture out, and now he's walked in too. Yes. And my response, I'm kicking myself for not having cable. And then she says, sling, baby, I'm watching this shit in world market. (laughs) And then I finally got a hold of it and I said, Wild pitch. She's saying, Len and JD are cracking up. I told her I found an illegal stream on Reddit and how they won. Then I told her that I felt kinda bad. I kinda felt bad for the Braves at the end of that game. Yeah. Uh like how do you score ten runs and lose a game? And
1: lose a game. It That's nuts like
0: i I almost wanted to buy like an edible arrangement for them. <laughs> I as, love that. As a condolence. I love that. Would do you, you know go what I mean? more
1: would you go more like just fruit. Would you go a little fruit and chocolate mix? Would you go heavy on the chocolate?
0: Ooh, I, uh, I would go for all chocolate. All chocolate. So white, dark, milk, like the yep. three chocolates yep. that we all know. Uh, and, uh, and dark, of course, of varying cacao percentages. Yes, absolutely. Right, anywhere yeah, from Yeah, we're not like, some
1: monsters. It's like going one strict percentage on my Yeah, dark we're not chocolate.
0: only giving 78%. <laughs> are you kidding me? There's a little 63. There's a couple 99s. Ooh. ooh yeah, we'll get ooh. real dark on oh, it, yeah, oh. We'll get it. But here's why. It is a gift that says, I'm sorry you failed. But it is also kind of a fuck you, because, Mike, I don't know if you know this, Atlanta is pretty warm.
1: It is pretty warm. And I don't
0: know if you know this, but when chocolate gets warm or hot, it, d- it starts to melt. It does melt. That's right. So they're going to get this edible arrangement. Mm. And, and before it even gets to them, it's going to be half melting. And then they're going to have to hurry up and get it into their mouths. But then by that point, the milk is melting in with the white, which is melting in with the dark. And all the darks, Mike. Oh, All of the darks. They're so all going to melt together. So now even the white chocolate is like 24% cacao. Okay. It's insane, Mike. That's, that can... so, so not only is it a gift that says... I feel bad for you, but it is also a gift that says, "Go to hell."
1: Yes. Oh man, that's perfect. Yeah. That's absolutely perfect. I—I uh, I mean, Mike, when I can spite people, I will. And and you—you don't—you don't half-ass it. I mean, you're a hundred percent. I know. Thirty percent. Correct, Mike. I whole-ass it. Yes, absolutely. Well, there's not really much else to talk about with what's happening in the season. I mean, that's true. A couple of the game, more games got postponed. We played one game against the Cardinals. It was frustrating. But it was also really cold. Um, I think, you know, it's been comical to say the least how anytime that we've been struggling or not struggling. Because, like, I just go back to my LVP of Mother Nature. Just, like, I really think it's affecting a lot of these things. They can't get into a groove because they're not playing games consistently. They're not really getting into their their rhythm. And it's basically one game at a time. And in Major League Baseball, if it's a one-game thing, all of these players are good enough. That anything can happen and you can lose games.
0: Absolutely, Mike. Yeah. I mean when you lose three games out of a four-game series, that's crazy. Unbelievable. That's nuts. Yeah. So hopefully uh, tomorrow's the nineteenth, and that's uh or technically today's the nineteenth when you're hearing that's we will be released. Hopefully the Cubs uh, kind of bounce back, even it up at eight and eight, and uh, beat the beat the dreaded Cardinals. Yes. Um just pound those birds. Right into the ground. And then
1: they can go to Colorado, where it's maybe a little bit warmer, and they're going to hit the ball seven thousand feet. Sure. And right. we got some guys who really try to hit the ball seven thousand feet every single time. True. Yes. Absolutely true, yes, Mike. Absolutely. All well,
0: right. that does it for our recap, Mike. So let's let's
1: close it out let's cu- with what we always close it. What out. we almost we're almost physically compelled to close it yes, out. Yes. With Jose Quintana, I know you're waiting to hear it. That's right. Close it out.
0: It's time for a little Fuck You, Dusty Baker. Fuck you, Dusty Baker.
1: Fuck you,
0: Dusty Baker. Mike, I can't help myself. Ooh, I get amped up when I hear that that that,
1: that is great. I'm I get so re- I'm so ready to go. Yeah.
0: All right, Mark. Do you can... mind if I go first? I would love for you to go Fantastic. first. Fantastic. Now, Mike, this week... I would like to say, fuck you, Dusty Baker. Mm-hmm. And also, fuck you, San Francisco Giants. Yeah. For hiring Dusty Baker. Not in a management capacity, for which we know he is famously terrible at. Absolutely. But in a special... Uh, uh, what is that Special... What do they call it now? A special consultant position. That's not whatever. even like a real job. He just works in the front office to do things. So not only... Not only is uh, he back with the San Francisco Giants, mm-hmm. but he's back there to infect them with his Terrible. losing ways. Yes. And he's doing it from the top down, Mike. Ooh, okay. Somehow, Dusty Baker has managed to fail himself upwards. Up the ladder. Into a corporate position. Wow. Mike, this enrages me. That's in- that enrages me too. I'm very upset, Mike, because this is a man... Who managed multiple baseball teams Mm -hmm. and won several pennants. Definitely. Got to the playoffs multiple times. I was there. And never, ever, ever won a World Series as a manager. Nope. He failed his teams at every turn. And yet, somehow, some idiot out there in the universe is like, you know what, Dusty Baker... You deserve a ninety fourth chance, yes. and they're giving him this ninety fourth chance. The
1: only silver lining to all of this is like the quote that I'm giving air quotes right now for all of you video listeners of our podcast. Sure, um, the special assistant role is basically like he's just there to like get coffee and make photocopies. That's Ooh. the only thing that I'm grasping on to. That he's ba- basically an intern. Yes, he oh, is. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like, do you think he's doing it for college credit? Maybe. What do you think he's studying, Mike? Um, I think he's studying um, communications at the oh. University of Phoenix. Oh, of course Yeah, it's like a real garbage general general <laughs> the, major. I'm the, sorry for anybody who's majored in communications if you're listening. Um, I mean, to be fair,
0: Mike, we know there's a lot of professional athletes listening, and they all studied communications. communications. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, I get it. I get it, yeah, right? Sure. If you could major in talking in college, Why the hell not?
0: Well, man, when you're a baseball player, him good talk, you gotta... Definitely. I did not take communications. That's my fault. That was good. That was good. But yeah, Mike... So, basically what I'm getting at is, fuck you, Dusty Baker. Yeah, And fuck you, San Francisco Giants, for continuing to employ Dusty Baker. Definitely. Although, I can't wait for Dusty Baker to send a message down the chain to the manager to be like, you know what, I think Madison Baumgartner should just throw... 400 pitches a game.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Until his arm
1: falls and he's, off. And he's going to just pitch every single game for you. Yep, absolutely. Once he... Well, I mean, he's broken right now, but once he comes back... Is he broken again? Yeah. What did he do this time? He got hit by a pitch in spring training. <laughs> That's right! No, he got... He he was pitching, and someone hit one of his a balls... ball back and, to and him? back hit it, right. and it, and it broke his hand or something well, like that. Well, at least it wasn't like a dirt bike accident. Mm, yeah. Well, like, how do you elevate a dirt bike accident? Like, what's the next, like, extreme, sort of like, ATV-style... Thing that you can get injured on hang glider crash. <laughs> I would I would think it would be like a shark um, slash horse kind of animal creature that you're riding that you sure. get thrown off of.
0: Right, you're talking about like sort of a uh, a hybrid chimeric creature. Yes, that he has somehow discovered. Yep, semi tamed. Yep, harnessed mm-hmm. and taken for a steed. I'm, yes, and also and oh, and then it rebels against him and throws him.
1: Yes. And the beauty of this animal, it can go on land and sea.
0: Mike, this sounds like quite the find. Yep. I can't wait to see you publish
1: this in some scientific journals. Join us next week for the season premiere of Mike and Mark Love Random Aquatic Animals. That's right. It's the Cryptozoological Hour. Yes, Mike and Mark. G- it's going to be great.
0: Um, uh, I can't wait to see pictures of sources <laughs> Hey, if you're listening out there uh, and you want to make our day, send us pictures of a Shores. That's a shark horse. Uh, just, just send him to our Twitter, our Facebook page. Just send him to us because I want to see what you think a Shores looks like. And if you can have a picture of Madison Baumgartner falling off of it, all the better.
1: Mark, you just broke me.
0: Yeah, well, I do what I can. You're, you're, I broke you like Madison Baumgartner got broke getting thrown off a Shores. Of course. absolutely. Awesome. Mike, right. Mike. <sighs> Oh, what do you want to say? Fuck you, Dusty Baker. Well, for? my
1: fuck you, Dusty Baker is, is kind of a piggyback off of what I said right at our season premiere. Sure, this go right. okay? Right, I was pissed off and I said fuck you, Dusty Baker because now your your evil of being terrible has been taken away from that very talented roster of the Washington Nationals, and right. I was fearful of that. Right? right. Well, I have to I have to say this the. The ghost of Dusty Baker past is still lingering over the Nationals because they are, they are not off to a good start. They are not. If, if we think that we're in a bad spot right now, guys... The the Nationals are in a worse spot right now. They have a lot of shit to figure out. Other <clears throat> than Bryce Harper hitting broken bat home runs. Sure. Not a lot going right over there. But them. to
0: be fair, Bryce Harper is basically a like Olympian mm. god sent down to earth. Yes. To rain baseball fury upon mankind. Yes.
1: And I think, I think, here's what I'm getting at. The pressure... Of the expectations of you got to do it now. And they have a new man. Dusty Baker is gone. They are riddled and free of his evil. This is the year. The pressure is getting to them. And you know what that pressure allows? That pressure allows for other forces to sneak in and take over. And those other forces are the goddamn New York Mets who have literally gone practically undefeated for the first part of this season. And I think Dusty Baker has a direct correlation to do that. Dusty Baker left the Nationals. Dusty Baker has infiltrated the psyche of the Washington Nationals, and they are not playing good baseball, which is allowing the New York Mets to play good baseball, which is ruining everything because fuck the New York Mets.
0: Mike, you just blew this open. This is some Watergate shit right here. Absolutely. We're like the Woodward and Bernstein of baseball journalism right Definitely. now. I hope you know that, right? Are you Woodward and I'm Bernstein? Uh, I'm which one was the fat one. I okay. don't know how I'll it I'll take Bernstein
1: because like, sometimes I grow my hair out and it looks like I have a jufro. fro Okay. Like, sometimes Bernstein sure. is like a Jewish name. Okay. Yeah? Sure. Okay. Okay. okay.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I don't, yeah, don't know I'm if right Woodward was fat or not. I don't know. Uh, which, you're beautiful. Which one was Dustin Hoffman?
1: I don't know. I don't know what you're talking
0: about. Oh, the, All the President's Men, the <laughs> Woodward and Bernstein movie? With Robert
1: Redford. And... Yeah, I know I know random Shakespeare facts, but I don't know anything sure. about, about gotcha. all the president's men. I'm sorry. I understand. We to... each bring our own collective amount of, course. of skills to this podcast. I mean, to be
0: fair, I don't know if I've ever seen the movie in its entirety. I just know of its existence. That's fair. Uh, and its popularization of the Deep Throat character. Um, who, the man who leaked all the information. Who's a real person. Definitely. Because uh, then they end up, his name was Mark Felt, and he ended up being played by Liam Neeson in a movie that came out very fairly recently. Um, much to, I'm sure, Mark Felt's, like, utter joy. Yes. Because if I was going to pick anybody to play me in a movie, Mike, it'd be Liam Neeson. Oh, but... definitely. And not, like, Liam Neeson at the age-appropriate time when he was my age. Nope. Like, I don't want 35-year-old Liam Neeson No, I want Liam me. Neeson right now. I want 65-year-old, broken-down action hero Liam Neeson to play me yeah, in be- my life story. Because,
1: like, my life isn't exciting right now, but, like, inevitably... I would have killed seven people because Liam Neeson is playing me and he would would have
0: to kill people. I need a few like throat punches just like uh, inserted into my life story. Definitely. I I need there to be a scene of me in college, like, doing my first stand-up set, and yeah. then somebody heckles me, and then instead of, be like, doing, like, a sick burn on him, I just throw a full-on fire extinguisher in his face. Yes, And absolutely. then snap his neck. Done. That's what I need. Done,
1: done, done, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's get back to baseball, though. So, I, I just think the, the Mets are off to a tear right now. Yes. And I think Dusty Baker is... Um, I won't say indirectly. He is directly uh, resulting of that. Absolutely. because, Because the pressure is getting to the rest of the NL East, and the Mets are taking full advantage of it. And it makes me furious. Fuck you, Dusty Baker. Fuck you. Fuck you. Hey Mike, that was a great episode. That was really great. Uh, that, that was, was really a lot great. of fun. A lot of anger. Yeah, a lot of rage. A lot of rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a lot, lot of, of a lot of good ideas for future podcasts. That we, as we sure. as we expand this media conglomerate. Yeah, yeah. yeah we definitely that... we definitely got a few spinoffs in the works here. I like definitely.
0: it definitely. Um, also, we created a whole new species of animal, which... I, and
1: I I can't wait to see the results of.
0: Yeah, of... please. I I can't say this more sincerely. Please draw us pictures of shorses. These shark horses the shark that horses. Madison Baumgartner has discovered, tamed, and then been thrown off of. Yes, uh, it will make uh, our days so great. Um, Mike, I think that's about does it uh, for this this episode of Mike and Mark Love the Cubs. I feel great. Yeah, I do as well. Uh, please keep listening. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. Five stars, uh just... That,
1: Six stars.
0: Yeah, if you can figure out a way to sneak an extra star in there, that'd be great. That'd be like, leave five stars. and Like, you don't even have to write anything in the body of the review. Nope. Just write one extra star. One extra That's star. good enough. Yeah. Um, You know, we want to get out. We want everyone to hear our weird ramblings about the Cubs. I yeah, mean,
1: absolutely. And, you know, we want to raise awareness for the Schorses.
0: Of course. Yeah. That's right. Because that's that's as we all know, the Schorses are endangered and they need our protection. Absolutely. Mike... We are going to start a charity for the sources. It's going to have, like, a Quincy Jones penned celebrity-laden s- musical single Done. with a video. It's going to be amazing. I see a
1: charity uh. softball game in the works. Ooh,
0: yeah. We'll get yeah. Dan Cortez. Yes! Yeah, what's he doing? Nothing. Nothing. Except playing in the Save the Sources.
1: <laughs> yes! All right, guys. We'll see you soon for another edition of Mike, Mike and, and Mark, Mark Love, Love the Cubs. Cubs.
0: Mike and Mark Love the Cubs is a production of Mike and Mark Love the Cubs starring Mike Maloney and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at Mike and Mark Cubs or email us at MikeandMarkCubs at gmail.com.